Welcome to Bridges and Talk, a podcast dedicated to sharing the stories of women of color in tech, to learn about the challenges they face, projects they're working on, and collectively figure out how to increase representation of women of color in this industry. We also chat with allies, recruiters, and leaders to learn from their perspective of what we can do better or how better they can support us. So I hope that as you join me this week, that you've come with an open mind and you're ready to learn something new. Let's get started. Welcome to the show and thank you for agreeing to come on the show and share your experience with our amazing, amazing audience um, who are always looking to, you know, um, better themselves and learn more about technology and how to navigate this world of tech as a woman of color. So I appreciate your time and I will let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you for having me. You were a lot of fun so far. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that holds up. I'm talking already. It's, it's really nice to be on your show. I've listened to the other uh, podcasts and I really love it. So I'm very excited and I'm glad you um, chose to speak with me. So I'm very happy about that. So um, I'm a senior full stack developer and um, I've been developing for about 16 years now. And I currently work for a dental supply company. The company sells um, dental supplies to licensed dentists. And I work on the website. I mostly work on internal applications for employees and applications that drive the business. So some of those applications are statements, invoices, sales records, purchase orders, the list goes on. I've been there for almost seven years now, so I've worked on a ton of projects. Oh, that sounds fun. Um, about how many people are on the team you work, uh, you work on? So my team has two developers. That's me and another person, and the rest of my team consists of three other people. So that includes my boss, a social media expert, and another another person. His job, I, I forgot the title, but he does page search. So that's a mm. job now. It's a legitimate job now. <laughs> so, okay. So yeah. that's what he works with companies such as Google and Bing and Facebook to make sure that the products for the business, um, they're properly advertised okay. and that they're properly tracked. So that's what he does. Okay. So that would be like search engine optimization type stuff? I yeah. Okay. Everything. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy though that um, the times that we live in, right, there's so many different types of jobs that weren't even a thing, you know, 10 years ago, if you told somebody this would be your job, they'd look at you like, uh, <laughs> you're crazy. But um, 
with the digital world, like this is stuff that we need in a lot of companies sometimes to miss that, right? They're like, oh, I got my website up and that's it. And I have Facebook and Instagram, so I'm just going to go ahead and post and we're done. And it's like, no, there's a lot more to do. Yeah, there's um, a lot. So you have, so there are two developers that um, do all this big job of keeping the sites and this internal applications uh, running or at least modifying them as needed and maintenance. <clears throat> as a developer, what does your day look like? So for the, um, it changes all the time. I have, I have high priority projects, but on some days a project would come in and then that would push the priority of that project down. Mm -hmm. So for instance, anything that involves um, the website, anything that is customer facing, I have to take care of immediately. Anything okay. that needs to be fixed for an employee, Mm -hmm. I also have to take care of that because we have a customer service department and the customer service department also mm -hmm. handles uh, phone calls mm -hmm. and orders over the phone from customers. So mm -hmm. for any of the tools that they're using, say for instance, there's a tool where um, they can send files to customers. So they can send invoices. They could send a copy of the catalog. They could send um, a digital copy of our flyer mm -hmm. so any kind of information that the customer needs if that application isn't working properly i have to take care of that immediately so mm -hmm. my my projects they, they shift around almost daily are you typically remote or on-site so i'm on-site i go in every single day Fine. Okay. <laughs> and I'm hoping and I'm hoping with all the work from home that's happening now that you know I'll get to experience that. Yeah, but you could do your work from home though, couldn't you? Yeah, but it's not in the company's policy to do that. They've yeah. I've had a VPN access for years now. Mm -hmm. And the only time I would use it is after hours, if something goes wrong with a website, then I would log in and try to fix it. But other mm -hmm. than that, remote work isn't um, isn't a part of the, the company's policy. They've recently started making changes for that. Yeah, I, I guess hope. I guess I'll see what happens with that. Yeah, it's 2020. Um, let's get to that. <laughs> Uh, so, how how do you get the tickets, or I call it tickets because that's what we call them in my company, so they call customer service and they report the problem and it gets routed to you and then you just start working on them. Do you ever have to reach out to the customer and have uh, conversations? I've done that once. In the seven okay. years I've been there, I've done that once and it was the scariest thing ever. <laughs> I do not like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do not. I'm sorry. I do not like it. So you're mostly back end, and you don't ever want to be seen or <laughs> not kidding or spoken not, to. I do not want to speak with customers. Yeah, they I, are. <laughs> they are those people. 
Yeah, I guess I guess I'm one I'm one of those uh, people. They have enough customer service representatives to take care of that. Yeah. And they also have an overflow system where regular employees, which are, um, it's mostly the marketing department that handles mm-hmm. the overflows because it, it's a part of the 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 company's policy that um, we don't keep a customer waiting. Mm-hmm. to somebody on the phone mm-hmm. so whenever whenever there's um a big load of customers calling at the same time marketing handles the overflow gotcha. and i'm not marketing so <laughs> i don't get those phone calls i've literally been trained for one day on the phone one day wow so I love your, uh, like your LinkedIn post, you're very uh, transparent. Um, you share, you know, some of the problems you're facing in terms of maybe whether that is like a thing that you're working on developing or coding or whatever, or uh, a more general like career or life thing. Um, how do you feel social media has helped make you a better um person or better woman in tech either one of those you know what i think with with social media i learn a lot about Mm -hmm. tech and Mm -hmm. um one of the things that i like about social media is that if i ever feel stuck when i'm working on something say i'm working on a new project and i don't fully understand the technology that i'm working with Mm -hmm. i would reach out to other developers and they are so nice and willing to help. So um, I always, I always use that to, to help me to learn. So for me, social media is a learning tool. And mm-hmm. I feel like the more transparent you are, the more human you come across as people mm-hmm. gravitate towards you and, and they feel good about helping you. They don't feel like they're being used. They feel exactly. like they're contributing. So that's, that's what I like about it. And that's one of the things that I encourage people to do when they're using social media. You know what, if you're working on a project, you're frustrated, it doesn't matter what's going on. Talk about it. Maybe somebody has experienced that before. And just by talking about it, they're like, oh, I've had that problem and I did such and such to fix it. You never mm-hmm. know. Like if you, if you don't talk about what issues you're having, you you're really only left to your own devices to fix it so mm-hmm. that's that's how i use social media yeah and i love the technology community i feel like they're very very open uh to sharing but since my entire career has been in technology it's hard to say um how other areas of uh jobs or careers work but mm-hmm. i think that yeah, because a lot of the tools we use at different companies, different sectors, the same tools, and you just configure it differently for your thing. And there's always somebody out there that has worked on that thing before. And you're just not doing yourself any favors, not sharing it. But when you share, you're helping somebody. There's one person that learned just from you asking that question. So they didn't have to go ask that question again. Mm-hmm. And then you also got the benefit of getting answered to your question. So yeah, um, 
some tech people are like, oh, I hate social media. I'm like, I don't know about you, but this is my learning work. <laughs> this is my learning lab. <laughs> oh gosh, it. I feel like I feel like I have an extended team. Yeah. Um, like like I said before, at my at my place of work, it's just me and another and another developer, yeah. and. There's a lot of things that I'm working on that he hasn't worked on. So mm-hmm. if he doesn't have the knowledge, I can't rely on him to help me. So I have to seek it from other places. And exactly. I've, been, I've been really lucky to have a lot of people who are willing to help me. I think mm-hmm. um, I'm also in a, in a privileged place because I own the JavaScript group. And there's a lot of people there who who are willing to answer my questions. I, I don't know if it's because I own the group or what. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I'm, I'm reaping the benefits of it, I guess. So let's talk about that group uh, for a minute. So you have the largest JavaScript group on Facebook with over 105,000 members. How did that come about? So um, the JavaScript group was uh, created in 2017 by uh, Bijan, and um, he lives in the Philippines. So he started the group actually because he wanted to learn more about JavaScript. He's more of a front-end developer, and he wasn't strong in JavaScript. So he said, well, you know what? I'll make this group. Maybe I'll learn JavaScript, and maybe somebody else will learn JavaScript from being in the group. So that's how it started. And I got involved in the group. I think it's been about maybe like a year and a half now since I've been a part of the group. When I, when I joined the group, I was the first woman to be a part of the administration team. Wow. So that was, that was cool. I, I actually joined the group and I liked the group and, um, there was something happening in the group. I think there was a lot of spam in the group and I messaged Bijan and I was like, you know what? I could help you. <laughs> and I'm a really good coder. Here's my LinkedIn. <laughs> That's all it took. <laughs> nice. You shoot your shot. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I went all in. I went all in. I let him know I have the qualifications to help you guys. Yeah. So, yeah. um, is it just is it mostly about JavaScript or do you talk about other languages and um, different areas of programming? So the the language is exclusively JavaScript. Okay, gotcha. So um, there aren't a lot of questions about computer science in the group, even though I try to bring those up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, we we do not talk about HTML or CSS unless it's unless the project that somebody is working on directly deals with that. But okay. if somebody comes in with a question about PHP or Java, we shut those down immediately. That's actually okay. a violation of the group rule. So okay. we would, we would um, send them a message saying that, Hey, this violated the group rule. Gotcha. So, yeah, so so we limit the conversations that's happening in the group to JavaScript. Now, is JavaScript the language you primary, uh, primarily, uh, primarily, <laughs> there we go, write in? 
No, actually, JavaScript is my fun language. The language ah. I work with a lot is PHP because that's what we use on the back end for, um, for my job. So I code in PHP every single day. Oh, okay. So let's talk about PHP versus Java. Oh, JavaScript. Oh my what? God, you did <laughs> mistake. Oh my God. I know, I know. <laughs> Staring the pot. Staring the pot. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm going to make it easy. What do you like about PHP that you don't like about JavaScript? So, so that we don't go so broaden <laughs> yeah that's a broad that's a broad question and I've been coding for so many years now that I don't even think about that I recognize that languages are different they allow you to um code in in ways that you're comfortable so if you like to code in PHP I don't have a problem with somebody doing that if you like to do your backend in JavaScript go ahead and do it my philosophy is to choose the best language for the job sometimes that means it's the language that you know the best exactly. so I I I never have this conversation about who <laughs> what I like better in one language what I don't like in in another but i do see similarities between languages mm -hmm. so it's it's become popular on social media for uh people to um tear down one technology or think that one is better than the other right it's just what we do we do it for fun we hate php and we hate java Switch and we hate we hate everything honestly most days um but i really like that answer that you pick the language that is best for the project and in that project could have a short deadline and it's the most uh, that one language is what you're most comfortable with writing so instead of spending you know three weeks learning php if you can do the same thing in javascript and the meet the deadline like why not mm -hmm. yeah. what would you go ahead yeah that's how you have to do it yeah what would you say is the biggest misconception of uh about php oh my god there there are so many <laughs> we'll pick two <laughs> yeah. um, the, the thing about the thing about PHP is that <clears throat> PHP doesn't have a lot of built-in security so mm -hmm. you have to be security conscious when you're working with uh, PHP the language isn't it, the language doesn't protect you from your stupidity let's just call it that <laughs> <laughs> so you actually have to consciously try not to be stupid <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want do you feel like sometimes developers like just move fast and they want to just get this project done so quickly and they put it out there without it was faster to code and not have to deal with the security pieces of it um just send it out is that something that happens 
I mean, it happens with uh, developers, but that's where the team comes into place. I mean, the developers have to keep each other accountable. So mm -hmm. that's where um, peer review comes in, mm -hmm. where you read um, your, your teammates' code and you make sure that there aren't any security holes. And if there are, you let them know exactly what it is. I like to, um, whenever I find a problem, I like to do a little bit of research. Sometimes it takes like a minute or two to do that and go, on Google and uh, find articles that explain like best practices and stuff like that so it doesn't come across as if it's just like my opinion against theirs so mm -hmm. so I do I try to give constructive criticism mm -hmm. and if, if there are problems that needs to be solved it doesn't go to production it it's it stays in limbo for a little bit until they're able to fix it so it's it's a team that has to make sure that that doesn't become a problem. I mean, sometimes you have to push the product out, even though it's not 100%. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think a development project is ever finished. There are always things that needs to be worked on, and you have to, like, prioritize what's most important. So, right. yeah, Absolutely. sometimes there's a bug that only that it is only triggered maybe once or twice because it's a special, you know, account or a special um, customer that's using the site mm -hmm. that triggers it. And, mm -hmm. and you have to weigh the cost of fixing it. Is it going to take a lot of time? Is it going to use up a lot of resources? Do you have higher priority projects that need to be worked on? And, Sometimes it's not worth it to fix it right away. You just got to add it to your list of projects to fix it down the line. Yeah, um, as a former engineer, I can tell you we um, lived in with bugs. Um, so many bugs and having to get the developing team to fix it and all of that. That's, <clears throat> it, it's it's hard <laughs> and, and I totally understand I mean which I've personally seen them in different forms right a bug that only affects one particular person and the only reason why it affects that person is that that person has this one application that conflicts with it and they're the only person out of 5,000 people that have it but it's also the most critical so developers are like well one person have the problem and I have something where 2,000 people have the problem and you're like, but we still need to get them fixed. <laughs> it is like constant battles, but I truly understand. Yeah. So how did you get started? How did you become a developer? Oh, my journey is interesting. Every time I tell my story, people laugh. <laughs> So, um, I got I got started um, with with uh, programming in high school, and we actually my first class was actually an HTML class in a high school, and we were taught HTML using Microsoft Word. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. so, um, so I I don't know if you know anything about Microsoft Word, but um, you could design. What your, what your page is supposed to look like in Microsoft Word, and you save it as HTML. 
I, I think you can still that. I think you can still do that to this day, right? Huh. So when you save it as HTML and you open that file, Lord help you. There is so <laughs> much gibberish in that file. Well, that was going to be my first thinking. I just can't imagine this turning out well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that's how that's how I got started, and I actually um, learned um, HTML from editing those files. Mm, nice. And then you decided you really loved it and went on to pursue it. No, no. Um, oh, I, no. Was, I, I was interested in uh, biology, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to college for that. I, I wasn't sure what I was gonna end up doing, but I'm like, okay, I'll just study that. And when I started college, I, I met some friends and they had really nice computers and everything. And they were always online doing stuff they weren't supposed to be doing. So, <laughs> so they taught me how to script with uh, Merck. So mm -hmm. Merck is an IRC client. So that's an internet relay chat room client. So... Mm -hmm. um, they taught me how to script with that and I really liked it and I was homesick anyways because I was I was far away from home I was like four uh, a little over four hours away from home mm -hmm. so I, I was like I I don't like being at this college so I spoke with one of my um cousin and he was at a technical he was at a technical college, so I ended up going to the same college that he was going to for for tech. So I okay. enrolled to um to do computer science, and it's been downhill from there. <laughs> that is great. Uh, I mean, you started with something else and ended up somewhere else, but also you were exposed to that HTML class at a much younger age. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you sort of had an idea. I learned HTML um, on Notepad, which is way different than the Microsoft Office one. <laughs> or Microsoft oh, yeah, Word one. <laughs> that's, that's me. That's way better. I, I, hate, I hate tools like Microsoft Word. And I see people using Dreamweaver. For yes, Dreamweaver. Yeah. Hold on. No, no, <laughs> no. It has all that junk in it. No. It does. It still does. Yeah. So um, I think I used it, like I tested it out. I'm a technology junkie, so I always try everything. Uh, and I did not like it at all. It's like, I feel like it's more work for me to fix all the problems. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So, so you were taught the proper way. I was taught the incorrect way. Yes, <laughs> but you probably learned more <laughs> because. Oh yeah, I learned. I learned a lot. I learned a lot yeah. from it. I mean, fixing bugs is what really teaches you as a developer. I love yeah. having errors. Yeah, I complain and I whine all day, but you know, it's how I learn. Yeah, uh, and it's different learning styles as well because I learn from doing and I learn from doing it and it breaks and then I have to fix it. I cannot read a book to save my life. I can read 
uh, other books like fun books and stuff but i can't read like technical books and learn from it i have to take that thing and start playing with it and then when it doesn't work then i have to figure out how it works and fix it oh, and really? go from there i'm a little bit different from you i can read all day and not write a single line of code really oh man the only thing i can't do is watch videos it's like five minutes in and i'm already sleeping <laughs> tutorials and stuff have to be under five minutes actually I always say the best tutorial is three minutes because <laughs> I cannot keep myself longer I get it you have a lot of things to show me but man I can't sit here just give me the thing so I would go in and I would keep I will fast forward and get to the next mm -hmm. part okay what tool do I need to download all right let me download that real quick and and then I would go all the way to the end, to the final product that you built or whatever it was. I'm like, okay, so that's where I need to get to. All right, let me get started over here. But, uh, but it's, you know, it's different. Like I can read all day, but I wouldn't retain it. I would not. The only thing I, I retain is that I think I partially have uh, photographic memory. Mm -hmm. So I can see the lines. So if I'm sitting and thinking about it, I, or if somebody says something, it would trigger a word, and I can literally see the book that I read and what it said there. That doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> I can apply it. <laughs> it's very it's, weird. It's, uh, like, for me, it's been a long time since I've read a book, mm -hmm. but I like, I like reading blogs. Mm, so yeah. blogs and articles so so those work really well for me mm -hmm. as far as um video video learning materials i'm very good with lectures but i can't actually do tutorials mm -hmm. because right. with, with tutorials they're telling you exactly what to do and i can't follow that very well in video format a 10 minute tutorial is like two hours for me because I'm constantly stopping to do whatever it is that they're telling me to do. And then right. I would do it and then I would rewind. And then it's, it's a process that just keeps going, just yeah. keeps repeating itself. So those I can see, I can see where a book is better in that case to just flip through it and um, you're able to kind of get all that information immediately. And mm -hmm. yeah. So, what how would you say that being a developer has impacted or changed your lifestyle oh my gosh like when i started as a developer i it, it was like the best thing for me because i i did i've never felt like i'm working mm -hmm. And I remember one day I said that to my sister and my sister was like, you know what, you're very lucky because not many people could say that, that they actually have a job and it feels like a hobby. It doesn't, it's not stressful. It's, it's just awesome. And it bleeds into everything that I do. I'm always coding. I'm always talking about coding. Yeah. <laughs> you live and breathe coding. I live, I live and breathe coding and I'm trying to get my boyfriend to code so yeah we'll see what happens with that 
I was gonna say, how's that working out? He has the brains for it. <laughs> um, it's gonna happen. It's, it's gonna, gonna happen. happen. All right, you keep pushing that. <laughs> what is the one uh, skill or traits that you think that a developer needs? So, do you, if you met a person, or how does a person know that they can be good at coding? You know, what I found out is that if you have, um, if you're a very logical person, you'll do well, well with coding. Okay. Because that's, um, that's a big part of it. It's, mm -hmm. you're literally, when you're writing a program, it's literally like you're writing if else, if else, if this happens, then that, if that mm -hmm. happens, then this, that's mm -hmm. just. That's what coding is in a nutshell. So if you're if you're able to handle that, and if you can think of multiple scenarios for handling a problem, if you're very good at problem solving, then you'll you can survive coding. That's a very that's a very big part of it. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> what is the most uh, fun project you worked on that you were really proud of? I'm proud of all my projects. <laughs> You're better than me. I'm just kidding. Yeah, because um, because the projects that I've worked on, um, they run the business now. So mm -hmm. I'm proud of my all my projects. That's cool. um, let's let's see the statement the statement project that I worked on. I worked with. Uh, customer service for that. I work with the accounting department. I work with the warehouse department. I work with the um, database, with our database vendors. Mm -hmm. So I worked with a lot of people for that one. That project was fun and it was fun gathering all the um, the business rules for that. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see what other project I worked on. Hmm. Another another project that was really cool that I actually suggested was to digitize um, the coupons that were being made for the website. There was actually people in customer service that were creating the coupons themselves. They were using Microsoft Word to create the coupons and then they would save them as PDFs. And I'm like, well, I've already done the statement um, applications and I've already done the invoices and the purchase orders. Like, hey, I have the skill to like automate these PDFs. Why are you guys still making it? And my boss actually turned that into a project. So right, so now almost every single um, coupon that's shown on the website right now is mm. a auto-generated coupon. So customer service doesn't have to build coupons anymore. So I'm really proud of that project. Oh man, yeah. it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a cool one. Yeah. yeah. So that that would be uh, almost a little bit of uh, DevOps, right? Uh, you found that problem and you were able to cut all that extra time they were spending doing that and automate that. Um, so how do you feel, have you seen DevOps 
of playing into your new role? Because I mean, obviously, it's a new buzzword. Um, well, I don't know if it's really new, but it's definitely uh, more popular now. How do you see that playing into your role going forward? Yeah, actually, my role, my role at my job is changing is changing a lot. I'm doubling as a developer and also as an architect. So I'm responsible for all the tools that we use on the website. So DevOps plays a lot into that. And I've actually, um, because I'm doing so much of it now, I'm trying to learn more about it. So I've been reaching out to uh, people on LinkedIn. I don't know if you've seen it, but I've pretty much been begging people. I'm like, I need I need to have this skill. I need to be better at it. I'm I'm good now, but I want to be better at it. So I've been reaching out to people who are actually architects so that I could learn more. I'm reaching out to DevOps people because there's a lot of tools that they use that I could look into and maybe integrate into a workflow at work. Um, one of those is um, Docker. I'm looking more into that now because we might be able to use it on some of our servers. So I, I do a lot of that now. I work a lot okay. with the IT department. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I guess with me, with me helping out, IT doesn't have to do a lot because right. I, I, know, I know a lot about networking. I know a lot about servers. So I'm mm -hmm. able to to take care of a lot of those things myself and I work mm. close with them so they always know what I'm doing and um, I understand that it's their job to do certain things so sometimes I will just write up what I need them to do and then just have mm. them do it kind of like delegating the work um, to the proper department in a way mm. so that mm. I'm not I'm not doing a lot of networking stuff when I should be coding even though I know yeah. how to do it. <laughs> so, so that's, that's funny that they actually uh, let you do that, like have access. Um, I feel, like I feel like I know what I could do and I know what should be done, but I don't have access. So <laughs> I can yeah. only ask yeah. people nicely I've, to do it. I've, I've always had this problem where people think that I shouldn't get access, but then I convince them that I can do my work better if I have access. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like I, I have a story. So before I started um, working at my current job, I wanted to get more work experience. So I was volunteering with the city. So I was uh, a part of their IT department for a while. Oh, okay. I, and I remember there was a new manager that came in and you know how it is when somebody is newly hired there, they see issues with the business and they try to fix it mm -hmm. because, you know, you, you have to show your value when you get hired somewhere. Right. So yeah, this absolutely. person, this person got hired and he's like, everybody who is not an official employee of the business should not have access to certain things. And I'm really good at IT, right? So they would let me do certain things like um, install software at the police department or at like the water department. And when he made those changes and I lost access and they were giving me work to do, I was like, I can't do this work if I don't have access. If I can't change like, um, like employee usernames and passwords for them, or if I can't install certain software, then I can't do my work. 
So I remember walking into um, into his office and into the other manager's office, and I'm like, well, I don't have access, so I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go home now. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't do anything. So, yeah, I got back my access after that. I got back my full access because I, I work better when I have full access, and <laughs> I'm very transparent with what I'm doing. So if there's anything I'm working on, I make sure that the um, that everybody who's involved get knows what it is that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm sure some security people out there probably panicking a little. They're like, "No, you can't have all that access." Uh, but again, if it if your job requires it, right? If you needed to do your job, absolutely. Um, I think I don't need it to be my job anymore. So, but I'm yeah, not gonna say if I still have access to that, so they don't take it away because I know some of them listen. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, that's another thing that I find interesting is that developers, in some cases, aren't usually considered like part of IT. Right. It's like even when you're having this conversation, you're saying the IT. And in my mind, you were all IT. <laughs> so uh, it's like, OK. Uh, and I think that's also causes some problems and some friction with the IT department not understanding why you need access to X, Y, and Z when you are not part of their team, right? And in some cases, developers don't understand why they still have to have this argument. But I think everybody should just, be, I think they should just bring them on their IT and put them all in there. That way nobody's fighting over what. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't subscribe to that. I mean, I have access to, to things because I know what I'm doing and they've seen from, you know, working with me that I understand what I'm doing. I don't know if a lot of developers understand that side of things. A lot of, you you know, in some companies, that part of of IT is abstracted. There are tools to take care of some of those uh, networking things and, you know, configuration of the servers. Those are done by tools. So a lot of um, developers don't have to work that closely that closely with IT mm-hmm. where I work it's it's different we don't use a lot of tools for certain things mm-hmm. so I uh, work yeah. more closely with IT for that purpose and I like right. it because I I have I love IT I have IT experience I can do everything actually I'm like <laughs> I'm like a whole computer shop <laughs> yeah, unicorn. <laughs> uh, so I want to touch on two things before I let you go. One being, what is the di- what is the difference between? And this is probably going to be a lengthened response. A front end developer, a back end developer, and a full stack uh, to layman. Um, I don't know anything about any of this. What do they mean? Oh, I basically, I basically describe it like this. When you go to a website, all you see is what a front-end developer has done for the mm-hmm. website. Mm-hmm. You'll never see what I do. I do back-end. Mm-hmm. 
And I guess I say you'll never see what I do because it's been about two years now since I've done real front end work. Okay. So yeah, the back end work it, it it involves information, it involves um the servers and it involves the database. It so you won't see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but it's it's a very it's a very big part of the website because back end developers translate the business rules. Mm-hmm. And that's the stuff people want to keep secret about their website is the things that backend developers know. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so and then a full stack. A full stack ahead. does both. Yes. A full stack developer is a person that you could give a web development project to, and they can design every single part of that website they're the ones to make it pretty they're the one to um to get the information to the right to the right places uh that could be the database that could be maybe like an email or or whatever so um that's the difference i don't know if i described it properly <laughs> no i think you did yeah i, I think that you did yeah, uh, I, I was trying to think of <laughs> A simple way to do it and then I got I got in my head for a little bit no I think that's actually simple enough right um, front end literally means that front end if you're on a website that is the front page of mm-hmm. whatever uh, but what you what you're not saying is that when you click that order button and put it in your cart and checked out you didn't see how that information got transferred over to whether that was PayPal or whatever the payment uh, merchant was mm-hmm. um, to then go ahead and generate a thing that creates the shipping level and all that shenanigan. Um, so I think that was a good, uh, good response, but I know a lot of people get very confused about that. And I've also seen a lot of it, and I don't know if it's because I'm consciously following certain people. So mm-hmm. I see a lot of like people put it in their titles and they say I'm a front end developer and I'm a back end and full stack and I'm in a lot of um like tech groups and people always ask a question. What I'm trying to get into um technology like should I learn back end or should I learn front end? What does it even mean, right? What has been the most difficult thing being a woman in that field? <laughs> oh man, it's it's you you gotta you gotta have thick skin. You gotta be able to navigate um, <laughs> people in in um in tech. They have a lot of strong opinions. So it's like when you have your opinion and you believe in it, you gotta stick with it. You gotta you gotta let them know I'm here this is this is what i'm talking about and you you gotta demand your respect Mm -hmm. otherwise you'll you'll get (laughs) you'll be walked over yeah so yeah it's um it used to be harder for me Mm -hmm. um i i used to go through certain situations and i wouldn't speak up i would just like be like it's not worth it to talk about it but Mm -hmm. I've been I've been in tech long enough now where I'm confident in my skills. 
and mm-hmm. um, I don't have a problem standing up for myself. I don't have a problem having a conversation about code. I don't have a problem telling somebody that, you know, your code won't work because of such and such, or your code is good, but there are things that are missing from it. You forgot to code for this or that scenario. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. So what would be your advice to your younger self uh, when you didn't have that confidence and you were new in the field? Uh, What do you wish you knew then? Uh, It's, It's not even about having confidence. I think what I would, I would say to my younger self is to seek help Mm. when you don't know, when you don't understand something. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't used to do that. So I would spend a lot of time researching and trying to figure things out on my own because I felt like if I asked a person to help me, then that person would look down on me and then they would think I wasn't qualified to do the work. So I used to be in my head a lot and I didn't ask for help when I needed it. So that's, that's what I would tell my younger self to, you know, ask questions. Right. Talk about your issues. Yeah. I like, I love that because I was the, in my early days, I like to do everything um, myself. I like to figure things out. I will spend as much time as I need to to find the answers myself. And it wasn't even that I thought people would look down on me. I'm not sure. Maybe it was a little bit of both. Um, but I felt like I always had to prove myself, right? So mm-hmm. part of proving yourself is that you know these things and you know it all. And just looking back at my life in the last few years, I would tell you I'm the first person to ask. Like, I barely looked at it, <laughs> which is also good and bad. <laughs> like, okay, I need help and I have no oh shame God. anymore. Like the shame is gone. Have, that's me. <laughs> Oh my God, me. I have zero shame. <laughs> I'm no, like, laugh at me if you want. But <laughs> People say, people, okay, when I have this conversation with people, I literally got in a fight with a person in a JavaScript group um, about this. Um, people say, well, if you can't figure it out by yourself from like 30 minutes to like an hour, if you try to do it by yourself and you can't figure it out, ask for help. Mm-hmm. And I was like, forget that. I'm five minutes in. If I go to Google and I can't find it in five minutes, best believe I'm messaging everybody that I know. That's me. Like, why, why do I have to wait for two hours, one, 30 minutes? I don't have that kind of time, right? So, I, yeah, I'm with you. If I check Google, uh, I looked at YouTube for a second, and I went over to Reddit. And I hit Twitter, and I don't have answers. That's it. I'm going all in, <laughs> and that I takes know, me about three that, minutes to look at all those. And that literally takes, and that literally takes five minutes. 
Yeah, and when I'm done with that, I'm calling everybody. Like, sorry. Yeah, I I feel as if I'm an expert at researching now. I yes. know exactly where to go. You have Stack Overflow. You have Google. You have you have Medium. You have Dev2. There are so many places. And yes, if I've searched those places and I don't see it, I will be asking for help. Yeah. <laughs> my my thing is when. When I'm asking for help, I just make sure that I don't leak any business uh, rules when I'm asking for help. So I try to keep it as general as possible. And if I'm dealing with anything related to networking, say I'm getting an error message and it has IP address in it, even though it's a local IP address and I know that it can't be accessed, I still change it to some other number so it doesn't look exactly. And if I'm dealing with, database um tables or whatever mm-hmm. i would i would copy my errors and i would change the data that's there and i will change the field names mm-hmm. and i'll change the na- the table names so it would look similar but it, i'm not leaking any information about the company the company mm-hmm. yeah no that's uh, that's actually a good point to bring up is that when you're asking for help from the public that you make sure that the information is not um cannot lead back to your company you can change you know you can change screenshots easy you can uh, make modifications and stuff like that to um what is the word i'm looking for to just cover it up or whatever but i am very lucky um because i work for a large large company and um our it department is very large so over the years i have accumulated a lot of resources and i know who to call and i know who to reach out to yeah and um i yeah i can get a lot of things done quickly just from knowing who to ask because why are you wasting two hours trying to figure this yourself when somebody's out there already knows the answer? Um, and I tell people to get into IT, like you should get really comfortable with Google and know how to search for things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you for that. And any last words, final say to the audience, advice? whatever you want to share oh advice uh surround yourself with if you're a developer surround yourself with developers mm-hmm. and i can't believe a lot of people don't have developer friends i am very shocked by that <laughs> i'm right? like how have you been coding this long and you do not have people who do the same thing that you do as your friend <laughs> it's, it's because- crazy my teammate is like that Mm-hmm. my teammate doesn't have I'm like what <laughs> so I forced him to join my javascript group by the way so yeah <laughs> so now he has a lot of friends yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. He and 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 um when he first joined the first thing people ask him is like what's it like to work with me <laughs> I, I want to hear this from his perspective. <laughs> but what is it like to work with him? That's a... <laughs> what it's like to work with him? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's he's pretty cool. 
that's good. Yeah, he's um, he's a very smart person, so I like working with him. That's good. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you again. This was really fun. And uh, I think that a lot of people are going to learn from this and hopefully become a developer. And if you are a developer out there that don't have any friends, get some. Yeah, you some friends. <laughs> They're easy to get. Join our online community. Go to LinkedIn. You know, mm -hmm. connect with people. Turn them into your uh, a gigantic uh, database of, um, you know, tech support. Yeah, people to call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call them. Text them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> text them. Text them at two o'clock. <laughs> That way, they want to ignore you. They can. Right. I feel like I usually have most of my problems so late at night. Dude, it's like help. Who's out here? Help. Oh, but yeah. Thank you.